Beats and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tyson Vibes Podcast. Tyson Vibes. The year is over, the time's come. There isn't a good song outside of old Lang Syne, so I'm creating one. Nobody can steal this or else I'll take you to motherfucking court. Welcome to the final 2022 episode of Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. You know what you did, wrestling. <laughs> I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Danielle Radford. Thank you very much. Also, was that Bruce Springsteen? I could have sworn Bruce Springsteen was on Zoom with me. You know, a lot of people say I'm the Bruce Springsteen of people who don't have a career in music, so <laughs> in a way, it I was. I have been known to say that. I've been known to say that. Yeah. I've heard her say it. You said it. She says it all the time. I do. I know at least one person who said it, so (laughs) who knows? It's sort of like cockroaches. For every one person that says it, there are like a million people saying it that you don't even see. (laughs) Lindsay Kelk, you're here too. That's me. I'm here too. Yay! (laughs) Wrestling! Wrestling! (laughs) Yeah. And Julian. uh, I mean, wow, what a year, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, Julian, I need one big update. I feel like we've known each other how many oh, years no. now? It's almost eight years. <laughs> it's time. It's almost yeah. eight years, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. And I feel like I've watched you grow from a young man to a le- less young man, but still a young man. <laughs> <laughs> and even though your body mass hasn't grown, I feel like your strength continues to grow because you're always hitting that gym. Always, always, and like the bench, (laughs) they call it the burrell. They're like, hey, what are you doing on the burrell? What are you up to? How many bills are we up to on that bench? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh oh. When you when you get sick, Mm. and I think everybody will attest to this. It's and you get out of your workout routine. It is really hard to get right back into it. Sure. Oh yeah. That is kind of the funk I currently find myself in. Yeah, yeah. But. I mean, this is the week. I have declared it. This is the week. We've had the setback, and it's time to get to the get back. Yeah. So, so I think I'll be right back to five bills. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. You, you know, know I... what? He he doesn't start on Monday. He's not waiting for no. the new year. He starts no, right now. He starts now. <laughs> N-O-W now. Mm-hmm. It's so weird you say that, Julian, because I got sick in 2011, and I haven't worked out since. It's been really hard to get back <laughs> Well, this is it, everyone. This is the big one. This is the wrap-up of perhaps the most consequential and newsworthy year in wrestling history. It's just been like a crazy volume of things that have happened when you look back. I still remember briefly what it felt like to be leaving 2019. Mm -hmm. I hated 2019. I think a lot of people did. I was like, 2020 is going to be the year. Oh, boy. We all did. Remember, it was 20, it was us, 2020 right? vision. Like, our the vision is 2020. I remember that. 2020 vision. I had it. I'm still waiting to have my 2020. Yeah. But the idea, like, 2019 just felt like it was full of stuff. And this year, in terms of wrestling, was full of stuff. Some great, some terrible, some sort of uh, foundation shattering. So... Mm-hmm. Before we get into sort of the news that defined the year in wrestling. It's just, I, I can't even get over the fact that it's the end of the year. Yeah. Like, We're so processing that. I know. And I do feel like 2022 was wrestling's 2020. 
Like, it's like, how did yeah. this all happen? What the mm-hmm. fuck? Remember at the beginning of 2020 when there were the fires in Australia and we were like, wow, this is huge. Like, this is crazy. This will, It's only January and this is the craziest thing that will happen all year. This is so wild. This is a huge groundbreaking, like, world-changing event that there's these wildfires in Australia. And, like, two months later, we were like, <laughs> oh, fires. And that was wrestling this year. It was like every single thing that happened, you were like, well... Not gonna get any crazier than this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was yeah. uh this was a fuck of a year. I think geez. I'm trying to like honestly, there is so much that happened this year. I'm trying to go back and be like, what what did I like? Because there was so much that was really good. <laughs> Obviously, the bloodline and all of the good work that Sammy has been doing, I think, is like one of the highlights of like a story that happened this year. For yeah. sure. If you can't find your inner Usi again, I'm gonna do something you ain't gonna like. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take that honorary away. And I'm gonna make him a full-blown Usi. MJF and CM Punk, Obviously, there's stuff around that, but that was also like so much of the heat and everything behind that story was like, we don't know how real it was or how fake it was. It was like that weird, like, is it a shoot that turned into kayfabe or kayfabe that turned into a shoot and no one knows? And it's like, well, but that doesn't really do anything for like, if you're making those references, that doesn't do anything for like the audience that doesn't live on Twitter in the dirt sheets. Yeah. I made a promise that I was gonna become the best in the world in spite of CM Punk. I made a promise that whatever outcasted kid at school who was getting bullied, who was getting bullied, had me to watch on his TV screen and I made a promise that I wasn't God gonna leave him high and dry. Well, but it did give us that really filthy fan fiction that I read uh, when Googling the history between MJF and CM Punk, uh, which I, I think I forwarded to Danielle. But if not, yeah, you up. should do that immediately. Post really dirty. Haste. It's really dirty. You know when you forget how dirty fan fiction can be, and then you're like, there it is. There it Who is. Who forgets? <laughs> it's really well written it's very well written i can't remember the name of it oh i have it i have it right here it's called i'm harder than you and you know it yeah <laughs> i mean it's, yeah i wrote it it's, under my under my screen name whatever that name is of the person who wrote 50 shades of gray el uh fudge that's right <laughs> el lublin mm-hmm. yeah it's called uh mjo that's what it's called <laughs> mjo <laughs> oh filth filth Um, Julian has noted here and I will give it a shout out because it truly was one of my favorite moments in both wrestling and the the year and wrestling and Mm. the history of wrestling was Brock turning the ring over with a tractor. Lesnar's lifted up the ring with Roman Reigns in it with a damn tractor. Reigns falls out of the entire ring. This is one of the damnedest things I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything like this ever. Oh, God, what a beautiful moment. It just, it was one of those beautiful, iconic scenes that, A, you know you're going to see it forever. It's like, oh, no, it's mm-hmm. like Big Show went through, the, broke the ring again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, again? 
again. Cool. But you know what I'd never seen before? Someone turn it over with a tractor. You know, it's like grandma got run over by a reindeer. (laughs) um, Broke the ring with a tractor. I I loved it so much. And you know, if you were in the audience for that Mm -hmm. uh, in Tennessee and you were on the side where the tractor lifted the ring up, I'm really sorry that they ruined your view for the next 30 minutes (laughs) as you were trying to watch it. I'm really sorry that they made you fear for your life by turning (laughs) a fucking ring over with a tractor because whenever shit like that goes down, I'm always like, what would I do? And I'd be like, I would be stood in the emergency exit is where I would be Uh, because I would be like trying to find like you know when there's an earthquake you're supposed to go under the table I would Mm -hmm. be like trying to find a doorway to stand in um, where I would be secure look ain't gonna wait when they hose you down Mm -mm. right Right? Ain't, ain't white like, snake and me. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm a simple girl, and and there are just some things that I love uh, in my wrestling. I love shenanigans mm-hmm. when like well timed, well thought out shenanigans. I love big things going towards a ring, big mobile devices going towards a ring that have absolutely <laughs> no reason to. And yes, I am counting Shotzi's boxcar tank as yes. one of those devices. And I love Folklore Brock. I do. I'm sorry. Like it's, or was that more Nevermore? I think we had him down as Evermore when he came back because it was his surprise, his surprise yeah. return. Yes. You know, Folklore was his first show up as Cowboy mm-hmm. Brock with, turns out that he's an amazing storyteller all on his own, which, you know, folklore and then when he came back again when we were least expecting it slash probably expecting it evermore exactly and so that i mean the great thing about that match it's been roman brock so many times it's just like boring and played out and they found a way to make that feud like inject some life into it and make it feel interesting and everyone had something cool to do and yes brock suplexed a wrestling ring with a tractor it's amazing amazing (laughs) he's like when goku takes off his weighted suit in dragon ball z and suddenly remembers that he's like a hundred times faster and stronger than he is with it on goku's that guy i see in Fortnite. Mm -mm. i have two things one is i keep i've mentioned it on this show a number of times over the past year. And I'll probably keep talking about it for a long time because it's such an impactful match. And that is Royal Rumble 2022, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Mm. At this point, Roman's been champion for 500 days. Seth's playing mind games with him. It's the Roman exercising his demons tour. Mm. And the end of that match is fantastic. The entire story told with it from him wearing the shield gear, Rollins wearing the shield gear, that is, to the chokeout at the end, to beating him down after the chokeout. It made it feel like from the moment that the shield broke up, it was building to this match, Hmm. which it wasn't. We all know logically it wasn't, (laughs) even though they knew at some point down the road, these guys would probably face each other. So to to have the presence of mind to build so much history into it is fantastic. So that's one. The other is not a match. It's the Renaissance, the Rhea Ripley. Mm. Yes. Her her rise as the the leader of Judgment Day. I will hear nothing else. I know she is. And, it's undisputable. And everything she's done with with Dominic, all the all the mommy stuff, <laughs> including the Thanksgiving, <laughs> maybe culminating in the Thanksgiving. And she looked great in in the War Games match. Also, like just it's nice to have her. It's nice to have her back. Great. And she's been exceptional in this heel role she's always been great no matter what side of the good bad spectrum you put her on but she's been especially wonderful with judgment day it's just a great they continue to be an important faction which is all you can ask for when you're on the roster is to be feel important and do her year has fully 
been one of the best examples for me of we fans chilling our boots sometimes mm. because too many people and I definitely fell for it a few times but too many people were like well Rhea went up and then they ruined her Rhea went up and what do they have to do she's got nothing to do she's not doing anything she's floundering um, and it's like you know what sometimes you do have to wait and see yeah. and trust in the plan and not always because obviously we've been disappointed as many times as we've been pleased but when you look at the wider picture the bigger picture of what Rhea has achieved already and she's a baby mm-hmm that she had, she came up, she was champion. She's had matches with Charlotte at WrestleMania. Like, she has done so much. The fact that your fave is not champion all the time does not mean that there aren't eyes on your fave. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to have faith that this is all part of the plan and that it will work out. And I think Rhea is one of the best examples of that right now. So many people were ready to write it off and be like, oh, well, you know, Vince doesn't get her. No one's going to do anything with her ever. But here she is. Being the best darn Rhea she can be. Oh, that's and pretty it makes darn me good Rhea. So happy. It's the best Rhea. It's the best one. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes her hair is long, sometimes it is short, <laughs> sometimes it is black, sometimes it isn't. I love her so much. That little Joker smile on the lipstick that Ugh. they paint the paint just mm-hmm. the very corners of her lips upwards. The moment when they revealed her as being the, the member of Judgment Day, when I, I, I know I talked about this at the time, but that look to camera. It was a perfect synchronicity between the camera work and the performance. The way she pulled the hook back and then turned to camera with mm. that look on her face. I still have chills thinking about that. Still have chills. Yep. Oh, and I, I guess I, I, I would be remiss. A, uh, I think this was the year of Scissor Me Daddy Ass. Obviously, that was super fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. And I couldn't, I can't get out of this without talking about our second favorite wrestler uh, besides Bad Bunny. I gotta, I gotta mention Logan Paul. Shock the world, because none of us thought that he, but I mean, he's got money and time and like he used to be a high school wrestling phenom and has been getting into boxing and all this stuff. Look, one thing you know about the Pauls is they will do anything for money. Because as soon as people started being like, hey, YouTubers, do you want to box now? They were like, oh, so I'll make the money that I've been kind of losing because of the arm, uh, the because of Admageddon or whatever. I'll make that up if I let people punch me in the face. All right, I'm gonna go practice getting punched in the face then you because I really like these houses. You know punch Logan Paul in the face? Like well, see they him were lining in the up. Face. Yeah. They were lining up, and it's like you could either do one yeah. big match and get punched in the face by a professional, or you could just stand in the street and take ten dollars from everyone <laughs> that wants to punch you and still break out with the same amount of money. But he's so clever because he took the big amount of money for the one punching. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it hurts me how good he is, Danielle. It, it hurts makes me, really me upset. inside. You know, I will say, I've said this before. I think I said it when you were gone so that, <laughs> Lindsay, so that you wouldn't be able to test. <laughs> but Logan Paul is a better wrestler slash superstar than Bad Bunny. Bad no, Bunny I agree. Is very, we, very good. we had this we agree. conversation. We, had, we did have this conversation. But Bad Bunny is a mark who loves wrestling. Logan Paul is a wrestler. Yes, and he's great. He's a Bad fucking Bunny's wrestler. <laughs> but yeah. Bad Bunny is much having seen bullet train or most of it or at least just the bad bunny part bad bunny is much better in movies than logan paul is so it all evens out remember when logan Um, paul uh wrote a movie that was basically influencer soul plane i know that he did moving on i you i don't you would have to pay me getting punched in the face money to watch (laughs) I'm not, not interested. I'm not the audience for yeah. that. 
Listen, I'm grateful for every below the line person who worked on that. Yes. And got money and got paid to do yep. it. Good for you. Get the money. Absolutely no shame in it. I'm not the audience for that. And that's okay. No. I'm not the audience for a yeah. lot of things I- that are way more popular than the things I like. So... That's great. That's the beautiful thing about the world, right? I think it's net good, right? Because he's spent a lot of his own money mm-hmm. on other people getting paid, and we have the option of not watching it. Yeah, so it's pretty great. It's, it's net good. I guess you know, it's. I was I was going to try and liken it to the pay per views that we dare not mention. Like a lot of people got paid. <laughs> a lot of people got paid. It was blood money, but a lot of people got paid. And yeah. um, I'm trying to find a positive in that. What I'd like to do is go through the year of AEW and then the year of WWE. Just talk to, talk through some of the notable things. Some of them we'll discuss. Some of them mm-hmm. we won't. I can okay. just sort of give the list, then we can sort of pick and choose. All right, let's start with AEW. This is in rough order of things that happened in the year. We can go back and talk about them. I'm just going to I'm going to read through the list and then we'll we'll sort of talk about some of this stuff. Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. This all happened in 2022. Jeff Hardy did. By the way, I had to be reminded that that happened. (laughs) Already I'm stopped. I said I'm going to read through the list. I got three words. That was the wildfires. That was the Australian wildfires. Was Tony buying Ring of Honor? (laughs) The Australian wildfires happened because Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. That's number one. Allegedly. Jeff Hardy debuts in AEW and reunites with Matt Hardy. Eventually gets another DUI and is forced to go to rehab. Soraya, formerly known as Paige, debuts in AEW and wrestles once again. CM Punk wins the world title for the first time in seven years. He is immediately injured. He returns after the summer and wins the title again at All Out and gets injured again. CM Punk launches into his infamous gripe bomb at the post-show presser where he yells at the elite, Adam Page, and Colt Cabana. This leads to a legitimate fight backstage where everyone involved is suspended. CM Punk has not appeared in AEW since. This is in uh, like September, August, September, somewhere in there. MJF is absent the entire summer and then shows up as the wild card in that casino uh, clash ladder match, wins the chip, and then uses that to win the other chip. He does that with the help of William Regal, who debuts in AEW in 2022, as does Claudio, formerly known as Cesaro. However, William Regal is now out at AEW and has rejoined WWE in a VP position, which he will begin in January. There are two things I see here. I'm just going to point them out and see if you agree. The buying the Ring of Honor kind of is kind of almost burying the lead because <laughs> the Ring of Honor just became like, now Ring of Honor is on... It's it, it it reminds me so much of the 2001 invasion angle, which is maybe one of the worst angles in history. Mm. And the reason why it was so bad is they were going to do a separate show for WCW and then they realized like, oh, you know what? We'll just have one hour of SmackDown, I think it was, be dedicated to WCW. So they switch everything over. They have Tony Schiavone come out. It, it is an absolute disaster. Nobody cares. The big name talent they don't really have. I feel like in this case for Ring of Honor, the big name talent, the people who were maybe most associated with Ring of Honor, and tell me if I'm wrong. I I am just this is my observation is the people who are best known from Ring of Honor are already working either on the AEW roster or in WWE. Like their most famous yeah. alums are already working elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you got like Punk, Joe, Danielson, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Kevin uh, Owens, even Christopher, even guys like Christopher Daniels and like all those. Sammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> They're all already on uh, the, the roster. Bucks, uh, the I Bucks. think Adam Cole for a while. 
Adam Cole, three-time Ring of Honor champion. Yeah. 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 I applaud the move. I'm surprised Vince didn't try to do it already. That would have been a really smart pickup for him because he is he is a gatherer of tapes. But I get why it wouldn't happen and and a very smart acquisition for Tony. But he keeps trying to get the brand going Mm -hmm. and it feels like it hasn't happened yet. It's turning into like ECW one night only. He said in an interview, like it basically came down to the wire and he had to like either fucking pull the cord or lose the library to Vince because Vince was ready to buy it. And so I think that's what happened is that he, it's like, you know, when you're like up at the register at like a, a store and there's all of like the candy and the sweets and shit. And it's like, well, this is my last year. I didn't know that I wanted a fucking Oreo until I was up here. And now if I don't get it, I'll never eat an Oreo again. One thing I will say is that, um, yes, it is directionless. I don't think the move to paid is going to work because if you can see those same people on YouTube for free, not even on AEW, like the TV mm-hmm. shows, but they're basically the same people who are on Dark and Elevation. If you can see them for free, why are you paying $9.99 for it? It's way too much money. It's way too much money. If it was $4.99, I might have said, eh, $4.99. People will put their hand in their pocket for $4.99 to support the thing they love. Mm-hmm. But I stand by my assertion that the main audience that this appeals to are also people who are very able to find things on the internet without paying for them should yep. they feel inclined. True story. So How I much was think- heels? How <laughs> <I> much just- <laughs> heels? I, yeah, I just really feel like they are setting themselves up for a major disappointment with that subscription yeah. fee. That is insane. I could get Peacock. $4.99. $4.99. So I could get $9.99 Peacock with ad free. Yep. And get all of WWE and all of Peacock for the same amount of money you want me to spend mm-hmm. on Ring of Honor. And I that's could like, get and that's New Japan. In the I office. get New Japan for for nine ninety nine. Like, wasn't this already like the system that Ring of Honor was using? Like, they were a paid subscription. It was Honor Club. Uh, no. But I Honor think Club yeah, was a thing. <clears throat> right, like before. I mean, like pre, like the last, like maybe year or two before yeah, Tony bought it. I feel they're like trying they were to monetize bought. their own library. And so, so that doesn't make any sense to me because it's like this clearly wasn't a winning formula because they needed to sell to a bidder mm-hmm. and now they're just going to go back to doing the thing that they were doing but now the AEW guys can play in the sandbox well right. I'm not going to say maybe it's another tax write off Julian but maybe it's another <laughs> tax write off well I, I do think I mean obviously there was uh, a lot of it was uh, the pandemic but a lot of it was like it's one of those promotions that's always felt like it was on the bubble and then at the last minute someone would be like here's a TV deer here's this here's that but one thing that I initially was like, okay, here's a positive for him having it. If Vince gets it, it's going to be him using it for the library and that show and that brand is done forever. If TK gets it, at least the brand can keep going and you can keep some of those guys who are regulars on there, except it doesn't seem like that's a lot of what he's doing because a lot of the folks who were regulars on Ring of Honor have not been brought back to Ring of Honor. It's a lot of like the the folks he was already using and a lot of those a lot of those folks were working it, but I can think of a lot of people who also aren't on the televised version now that's ran by him. The entire value of Ring of Honor is in their library of tapes, just like that was the value of ECW and ultimately the value of WCW. When you when you acquire a company like that, that is that is, I don't want to say failing in the case of Ring of Honor. WCW one hundred percent was failing. They were they were in dire straits. They were a negative asset for the Turner Corporation, and their budget was too much to be a negative asset. Whatever Vince bought it for, I, it was I forget what it was. It was like a couple million dollars, which when you think about it is insane, considering how much they had on the books. They probably paying 
that much out in contracts yep, to all the that's people payroll. who didn't make it to WWE that they didn't even they were like we're not going to buy those contracts. We we don't want that. We want the tape, we want the brand, the real value is the friends we made along the way yes, that yes, idea yes, of yes. like yes, the people who do it, they should be working, they were here keeping the lights on till the very end. But if you're a cold hard businessman, if the brand's not working and the brand is up to be bought, there's something wrong with the brand and just because we love it doesn't mean it's going to be savable for a company. If I come in and I'm Tony Khan, in addition to the 900 great ideas I just had while I was in the bathroom, for no good reason, just I came up with a bunch of ideas while I was there. I come in and I go, well, look, I have most of the Ring of Honor guys. I can make that brand work. I can bring in a Chris Jericho and have him be champion and then have Claudio come in and win the championship. And it, and it is very amusing to have somebody tap out to the swing. Yeah. I, that yeah, is, that I, was and watching was Jericho go off on people on the internet who are making fun of it, there is a lot of savviness around how you execute it. But I think ultimately it's very difficult to say, I'm going to buy this whole other company and then I'm going to invest the money it would take to have it on television all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just not realistic. So they can put it behind a paywall. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to work. I think it's if people were going to pay for it, they would have paid for it when it was Honor Club mm-hmm. or Fight T. You know, like mm-hmm. obviously there wasn't a subscriber base for it. This is like all these people who love AEW didn't know Ring of Honor existed. No, they get to see the stars from their favorite promotions elsewhere in one place. I'm still convinced that is the number one draw of AEW. Not that they do anything particularly better than WWE, but the people that they have are are have a strong fan base mm-hmm. and have never had a national audience like they have now. So to say, I'm going to take this and take all the guys that that you don't know and then, and then I'm going to pay them money to not be on TV or I'm going to build a television program around them and try to make stars. Forget it. I'm, I, you know, he's having trouble building stars as it is. Why, why invest in an entire other company when you can't control... After the gripe bomb happens, like the clearest thing of all is how little control he has over anything that happens because he is subservient or appears subservient to the people he believes are top talent or to his favorite dolls. Well, and as, I still wonder how much Lindsay. of um, his Ring of Honor acquisition and his original plan for Ring of Honor was built around punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, because punk is so yeah. synonymous with Ring of Honor, he's such a mm-hmm. outspoken champion of it. Yes. He always talks about it being his favorite time in wrestling. And my my gut instinct was, oh well, that's where he's going to go, and like yes. he's going to mm-hmm. right. drop the title eventually, and then he will go over and like either be the Ring of Honor champion or he will run Ring of Honor. Like he's right. talked about not wanting to wrestle forever, and I had just kind of figured that was the plan. Yeah. That he and Tony had a deal that he would get to look after that baby while Tony attempted to look after the baby he already had because, like, don't adopt one baby if you can't look after the other baby. Mm -hmm. Um, But it turned out that didn't turn out so good. Yeah, Um, you really shouldn't build plans uh, worth millions and millions of dollars and, like, all of, like, buying another uh, federation if you're basing it on one dude who's been known to fucking pick up his ball and go the fuck home whenever he feels mm-hmm. like he's not happy. That's one thing I can say about Punk. He knows how to set boundaries. Like The man is consistent. Um, yeah, we've talked about him 
until I literally lost my voice. So <laughs> noted young lady, Lindsay Kelk has said all she needs to say yeah. about Philip this year. Uh, I really don't yeah. think he deserves any more of our time. Well, but how you weren't here the week of the gripe bomb. Like, I wasn't, I think... but I saw it. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing and it is one of the, like to say something is awkward and I either like it because it's awkward or dislike it because it's awkward is, is this is so far beyond the pale in terms of anything that should happen in terms of whether you put a person like that in front of the press. Tony's whole thing has been like trying to build it. Like we're a big boy brand. We're like WWE. We have press scrums and we talk to people and we have relationships at outlets Mm-hmm. And and something like this makes the whole operation look like an, a complete joke. And then the fight backstage is just the cherry on top of the shit Sunday. Like WWE's <laughs> had the, they had the plane ride from hell. <laughs> they've had fist fights backstage. They had Sean and Brett. Like they've had a ton of shit, terrible things that should never happen at all. It's 2022. How do you how do you it's very clear to me, that Tony Khan is someone who has not run a business but has watched his father do it or his grandfather do it or other people in his family do it. And if this is the thing, listen, if if I had parents that rich and they said they'd buy me a wrestling company, yeah. I don't know that I'd be able to say no. And I, I don't know that I'd do a better job at running it. I might. But I, my guess is that he falls for every like, every like, it's you, me, brother. Like to everybody who says that to him backstage, he buys it. He gets to be one of the boys. And at the end of the day, just stuff like this just feels like you're watching a rudderless boat mm. where somebody just cranked the motor up all the way, turned the wheel, and then jumped off. And it's just skittering through the water at top speed. And eventually, you're going to have times that are better. It obviously got better afterwards because it couldn't get any fucking worse. I imagine Tony Khan is like Richie Rich of like, you know, like, I have a roller coaster in my backyard, but I sure don't understand friendship. And he's just waiting for <laughs> like life lessons to come and, and right. like to get, have a montage moment where he understands like what life is really all oh about. Oh my God. It's not all, it can't always be money. Unfortunately, the yeah. first person who walked through the door of the yard was punk. So uh, <laughs> it went badly. That that roller yeah. coaster is now on fire. So <laughs> yeah, yeah blank like, check vibes. He's like, throw, throw, your, throw your homework in the trash, Tony. I'm going to show you how things are really done around here. How long was MJF off, off TV before he came back? Five months? Three months. Three, three months. months. Okay, yeah. three months. So they they send him. He does the whole thing. He, he cuts an impassioned promo that's great. And then nothing. Not like not like a mouse fart happens at all. According to him, up, he was just like create... working out at home and like uh, ordering in. Right. No, it's like he stayed at home. I, they played it out, but I still think it was so poorly executed because they killed all of the heat from it. They got it to the point where nobody talked about it or like even we were saying like, I don't care if he comes back or, or not. Now he's back. Obviously gets a pop. He's going to get a pop. He's MJF. He's going to make everything work because he's MJF. He has the title. He's great as a champion because he's MJF. <laughs> but he's he's doing this this summer of punk bullshit where he's like, in two years, my contract's on. I'm like, I don't care. You already disappeared for three months. What are you going to do in two years? Disappear for another 90 days and come back? Like, what is dif- why why are we do- Why are we doing a two-year build to you signing your next contract? Like, I, I, he's not going anywhere. 
And if he, even if he is, it's not because they planned it out that yeah. they're not like, listen, in two years, I want you to go to another company. I'm going to lay the groundwork now. <laughs> well, so I want you to talk about it Max has representation, right? Max has like for real uh, agents um, and his stories make it to variety. I do think there is an, an attitude with some wrestling fans where it's like, if you love wrestling, you should love it the most above and beyond anything else. And if you love anything else at all, that means you never really loved Ugh. wrestling. When actually right. you can love multiple things. Um, and he could love this completely. And then he could also go off and be in the Von Erich movie and be fucking amazing. And his agent turn around to him in two years and say, you know, no, you're not signing with AEW again. You're going to WWE where they can actually further your career as a star. Because AEW right now, and this isn't a slight on AEW, um, they'd, they're not star makers in the way that WWE mm has been like they don't have a batista they don't have a john cena they don't have a rock if you want that movement maybe maybe mjf will be the person that does that for them Mm -hmm. and is their crossover person that will be an interesting question for his agent and his representation i have a question yeah um Mm. how long do you think we have i'm gonna say about four or five years before he puts out an album of Christmas standards and how before you say it, the best Christmas music was written by Jewish people. I'm not against it. I want it now. <laughs> yes. Listen, well, I'm excited. Right yeah, I'm like, I will riot. I will go to his house with a, with a fucking dictaphone. I still have one. Uh, <laughs> and I will say, Max, would you mind? Like, I, I don't, I'll go see his mom first. Listen, I'll get his mom uh, yeah. to make money, him do it. Leaving money on the table. Yeah. I mean, I'll ask his mom to ask him. I'm excited for the Philadelphia Eagles Christmas album, the Philly Christmas special, is that which happening? is coming out. That is real. It's like it's like three of the offensive linemen, no, and there's and they're singing White Christmas, no. like sort of like a they're like doing the um, uh, like a country version of the Bing Crosby version that's in Home Alone, and it gets to <laughs> I think it's Isaac Samulo, who's this huge offensive lineman. And it gets to him and he goes. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Like it's um, he's amazing. Okay, so it's Philadelphia Eagles. What? I think it's called Philly Christmas Special. I thought they would have let you know this, Danielle. I thought they would have contacted you and let you know. Yeah, about you're this. not on the email list. Uh, you know, I, the, the, it's that thing where it's like I've forgiven them, but they haven't forgiven me yet. Uh, I still got I get it. it. You know, <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's such a go. It's it's yeah. a cagey. It's a cagey yeah, if acceptance. I'm, look, if we're hanging out with other cities, like if Seattle happens to be there, <laughs> or like if we're hanging out with like San Francisco or something, they'll be like, oh, you brought Danielle. That's nice. Hey, Danielle. Okay, so anyway, San Fran, what's up with Elon? Like they're not, I'm not necessarily part of the conversation, <laughs> but they'll say hi. I do want to shout out Jade. I was thinking about the people that have yes, been having the best years, and I was yep. like, on both on both rosters, um, and all rosters, um, everywhere on all promotions, and I was like, who jumps to my mind without putting any thought into it? And it was Jade Cargill. And I was just like, you know what? Just so much progression, so much growth. Yeah, I yeah, she wants really, it, you can tell. Yeah, I love watching her. Like, I, I have been, like, I've always wanted to watch her, but I've definitely watched her with one hand very close to covering my eyes a few times where I'm like, oh, oh, it's not there. Or, you know, she would have done a promo where I'm like, oh, not quite. Um, But in this last year, I just feel like she has thrived. And maybe she's thrived because she's had the, let's call it the freedom to thrive. There's been less pressure than there might have been. Um, Fewer eyes maybe on that division um, than there could have been. So maybe she has excelled with that freedom. But I, I think she's had an absolute banger of a year. I have loved watching her grow and progress. 
and just keep doing it, please. I want to see more of this, please. More, more, please. More mm-hmm. Jane, please. A pluses. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about the year WWE had. Ooh, <clears throat> where do we start? <clears throat> Certainly a vomit comment in terms of, of highs <laughs> and lows. <laughs> Starting with the Rumble. Shane McMahon gets ousted from WWE after booking the Men's Royal Rumble. That's not why he was ousted. Uh, well, partially it was because he was kind of booking himself in strong positions. So bye-bye, Sonny Boy. Cody Rhodes leaves AEW, makes a surprise return that nobody was surprised by at WrestleMania. And he's injured a couple months later after some great matches with Seth Rollins. and even wrestles with a torn pack Ugh. with a bruised titty. He's out there. Given his all. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin returns for one last match with Kevin Owens, Love. and it's really fun. Vince McMahon has his last match, but that's not all. It was the last lot of things. Triple H <laughs> announces in ring retirement due to heart issues. Mm-hmm. So he literally cannot put his body through it anymore. He'll be risking his life. Stephanie McMahon takes a leave of absence, um, you would think, to be with her husband during this difficult time. Uh, Sasha and Naomi walk out of WWE after vengeance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sasha and Naomi. <laughs> Sasha and Naomi walk out of WWE over gripes about how they are booked with the women's tag titles. Allegations of corporate misconduct are brought out against Vince McMahon, including paying hush money. Um, and among other things, <laughs> that investigation leads uh, to him retiring. He does retain his uh, his share, so he's not really losing money, but he has no more power officially within WWE. Lindsay loves the song. I love that song. It's my favorite one. It's my hit of the summer. Everyone said there yeah, was right? no song of the summer this year. And I'm like, oh, did you not hear the one about Vince McMahon losing all power over the thing he loves? That was the, hit. That was the song of the summer. That was the one. Here's the power structure right now as it stands. Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan take over as co-CEOs of WWE on the corporate side, while Triple H is now in charge of creative so he starts to put his stamp on things slowly before SummerSlam. And since SummerSlam, it's felt like it's a lot more of his direct influence. We start to see immediate improvements in the show. Brings back a lot of favorites who are maybe cut or misutilized, including Bailey, Eo Sky, Dakota Kai, Johnny Gargano, Hit Row, Dexter Loomis. Um, but the one the one I do want to bring up that I that <laughs> I was kind of glad to see back, and I still I think Karrion Cross is injured right now. I think he got injured. Yes, didn't he get injured with the... In, he got injured yeah, in the, mm-hmm. with Drew. Yeah. His return was handled remarkably well. Yeah. Like, we're getting to see what worked about NXT brought into WWE, and I keep saying it over and over again, it's the best parts of the Attitude Era without the shittiest parts of the Attitude Era, and that is, that is high praise. Uh, WWE has delivered a series of strong shows, including SummerSlam, Clash at the Castle, which was fantastic yeah. throughout, and Survivor so Series. And uh, Roman and Bianca Belair have held their championships for pretty much the entire calendar year. Uh, NXT has gone through yet another reboot into what are they, NXT 3.0? Yeah. Or just the same 2.0 I think with the, 2. the black 1. and gold? <laughs> we're 2.1.2 on Android. Oh. Is that why my phone isn't working so well anymore? That's the one. That's why you can't get the emojis. It's the that's plan. You can't yeah, get yeah. The emojis. It's yeah. plan. They're trying to make me buy a new NXT. Well, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Welcome to well. NXT Jelly Bean. I'm so glad it's finally here. You know? 
I still have snow leopard. Like, I am so far behind. I, NXT snow leopard was the one for me, and I will not part from it. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, that is that is the year for WWE. I would argue WWE has had a better year. However, the reason for it being better, especially towards the back half, is because of a lot of suffering and inappropriate conduct, mm. at, at best inappropriate conduct, that was revealed and led to the ouster of Vince McMahon. You know, we all, yep. we've talked about for years, what does WWE look like without Vince McMahon? Now we're getting a look at it. Yep. He had his last this match and he paid off his last paralegal. Uh, <laughs> it's, we hope. We'll oh, fuck me. Please. I really hope that's true. Please. I'm touching so much wood right now. I'm clinging to my desk. Um, yeah. I just, I have had this conversation with people who I love, who love wrestling, who have said for years, like, oh, can't wait till the old man's out and Triple H takes over and then it will all be amazing. And now those people maybe watch another show and now they're like, well, it's not any better, is it? And I'm like, what are you watching? And the answer is nothing. They're not watching it, which is wild. But You can just say his name, Lindsay. Bobby. Um, (laughs) Everything we thought would be true. The things we said. Do you remember? How many years have we been doing this? How many years were you doing this before me? And how many years have we been doing it together? If I had a dollar for every time we had said, but after Vince, I never thought it would be after Vince. (laughs) Guess what it is now? Next year is the first year AV. Like it's the first (laughs) full year, you know, BV, AV. We're in 2022 BV this year. Next year is one AV. And fuck me. I am so happy because we dreamed of this and we never dreamed it could be so good. We never dreamed it could be this good. Yeah, that's I, not I perfect. Know, look, there's still some there's still some learning it's curves. Not perfect. Because like it's this is like nothing's perfect. Yeah, this isn't even like the biggest news of the year. This is like the biggest news as far as like things that systemically change the fucking landscape of wrestling. This is the biggest news in the last like 20 years. Like this is a big yeah. fucking deal. And so of course there's always gonna be like some when you have a seismic shift like this, there's always gonna be like some growing pains and some stuff that works, some stuff that doesn't, throw some shit up at the wall, maybe put a another fucking cage around it who knows but um penalty box who knows but i will say that like they they take risks and that it seems like they know when to pull back when it's not working and when it's worth it to like keep giving it a shot you know like the sammy stuff i don't know if we get to see as much of this if vince is around i kind of doubt it it would just be like okay now sammy why don't you like slip on a banana peel and fall into your own poop you know what i mean and never let it get to a point where it like evolves i do want to shout out sammy for having just a bang a year all round. and i know a lot of people wanted to shit on that wrestlemania match saying like how can you have a talent like sammy this is the same thing i was talking about earlier with Rhea. like you're like, oh, Sammy's wasting his time there. He should leave. He should leave. They don't respect him. They made him do that WrestleMania match with Sammy Knox- Johnny Knoxville. Firstly, that match put more eyes on the product, excluding the Logan Paul matches. That match put more eyes on the product over WrestleMania weekend than anything else. It was fantastically executed. It made everyone look great. Sammy did a bang up amazing job. But to have gone from that, to have gone from WrestleMania having the comedy match with Johnny Knoxville to ending where he's ending where there is a room full of people saying he is the only natural person to take both belts from Roman Reigns <laughs> holy shit mm. wrestling wrestling 
that's it. That's the that's my note. Wrestling. <laughs> what? Oh my god, I love this stupid thing. I love it so oh, much. Oh my god, the stupid, terrible, wonderful, horrible, fantastic, awful thing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Wrap it up, Julian. <laughs> as crazy as the year has been in both promotions, I I truly hope that we see great things from both. Mm-hmm. I don't want oh anybody my god, of to course. fail. I we want more good want, wrestling. More good wrestling is better yeah, for everyone. Whatever you love to watch in wrestling, I hope you get more of it in the coming year. More than you could ever imagine. More than you know what to do. Unless you like that seeing is people my hurt. Wish for each of you. Yeah, then you can stop. I, I also don't need any more ropey, stringy rivets of blood. Like I'm fine without that. If we could, you know, make a wish. <laughs> We're sticking <laughs> with ropey blood. We're sticking ropey with ropey blood. It's the one that really stuck in the crawl. It's the one that really stuck in the crawl. <laughs> That's another thing that I guess happened. I guess uh, AEW was legitimately told to pull back on the blood and saying shit so often by Warner Brothers Discovery uh, uh, people behind the scenes. It was like one of their first like things of like, like you guys got to pull. But that's their thing that they have, Julian. That's their thing that they have. Bleeding and swears. That's okay. They can just use, they can just use Brit. Anytime they want to say shit, they can just say Brit instead. That's true. That's why Soraya said rhymes with shit yeah she didn't actually say so now shit. we know she said rhymes Wink. with shit yeah. yeah uh cool kids on the playground swearing and bleeding i mean yeah. maybe they could just have someone come out smoking uh and that will then they don't have to swear and bleed i don't know while getting a tattoo yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but done with like art art room supplies which is how we did it at school in my day Get Just old, take a poke. big drag of a cigarette and say, God, I'm so cool. <laughs> yes. And sunglasses. Don't forget sunglasses. <sighs> like yes. Everybody, please come to the front and collect your leather jackets prior to the show going on air. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Another person I do want to shout out as having had an amazing year, which I would have not thought of otherwise until I made my brain do it. That's how thinking works. Chad Gable. <laughs> yes. I want to say, well done, yes. Chad Gable, for having an absolutely brilliant year, having so much weird and random shit thrown at you and doing it all a with a smile on your face and then b murdering it to death every time you're on camera i do i think we're seeing here this is think back to when zach Ryder. i hate to do it i'm gonna do it in inverted commas got himself over uh with woo 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 and then was promptly buried uh chad gables got himself over with saying shoosh and a thank you yeah. And it's yeah. being celebrated and it's being exploited in in the business sense, not in, in a bad way. Um, you know, Rusev Day. Oh, he got himself over with yep. an accidental Rusev Day. Let's murder that man. Let's kill it. Let's make it be dead. Let's absolutely destroy it. I will not allow it. A thank you? A shoosh? And he's on TV <laughs> every week in yeah. a major segment. These are the little things that are changing that make me so excited about the future of this also jason jordan got to produce a segment with his fake black dad or his fake white dad so that's I cool nearly cried that's right. when I we saw got it all him. i mean look like i'm so sad for jason jordan i really I, i'm glad he's happy i'm glad he still Me has too. a job in wwe but he's one of those people that like i was like oh he's gonna be so he was like he's yeah. a, he was like, a generational yeah. talent yeah. yeah now i'm like please let like if edge and daniel bryan and saraya yes. could share some magic dust take him on one of he those magic bike neck. rides and just Please, God, let him get healthy and let him let him have another wrestling career. I mean, at though. least he has a job for life because his dad is Kurt Angle. That's yeah, true. That's yeah, true. he can work. He'll, he'll always have a job. Yeah, he'll <laughs> always have a job in the stock room at the shop, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. 
unless he bills himself to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> that does it for the final episode of Tights and Fights in 2022. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. You can buy. It is now available at all video game places, by which I mean Steam and Xbox. <laughs> you can play High on Life, and you can hear me in it. Let me know if you heard me in High on Life, would you? Listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal. Listen to Good Morning Night Vale. Listen, you get, there's other stuff I've done. You can go find it. Follow me at Hal Lublin in a bunch of places. Jeez, it's not that hard. Danielle? Um, yeah, uh, uh, again, I, I'm not entirely sure when it's coming out, but check out uh, Dirty Laundry. I am on this season. Um, I think I might also have an I'm um, Actually coming up, I think. I think they probably already, unless I just did one. I don't fucking know, man. Um, I show up, uh, 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 I sit in the chair, I do the stuff, and then it leaves my brain as soon as I leave because I have no memory retention. Um, other than that, oh, you might miss it, but might not. I think this is the year. I think this is the year I make Kwanzaa cake. I'll keep you all abreast of the situation. I think this is the year. Don't threaten us with a good time. Yeah, I'll, I'll TikTok it if I do. Uh, I'll try to do it when my mom's not home because she... <laughs> it's just better for me and for you if you like my face. I kind of <laughs> like want to see makes fun an of entire so series of your mom's on TikTok. I, I'm, just <laughs> saying, I'm just saying it's a possibility that you could do that. It could happen. What about you, Lindsay? Um, oh God, I don't know if like, oh, God. who even knows anymore. Um, at Lindsay Kelk everywhere. I'm. I want to say I'm going to be less online over the holidays, but it's not true. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably be more online than ever, and I'm lying to myself. Um, Christmas Wish is out there. Chris, the Christmas Wish is yeah. a book I wrote, and it is available on ebook and audiobook and in book form, which is wild. <laughs> Uh, and you can paper? download it. Yeah, paper. And you know, actually not a given these days because we're running out of paper, which is fun. A fun fact for the industry in which I make my primary income. Uh, no paper. So if you would like one of the ones that have already been printed on existing paper, you can get them wherever you get your books. Um, and you got like a minute to read it before it's January and you say, go away, Christmas book, go away until November <laughs> 2023, which hopefully we will all get to in one piece. But maybe you should read it before then, because it, it's good. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And we're not even recording this on the day it's coming out. No. And I'm already done with this year. So uh, make it yeah. stop, people. Anytime you need a break from your family or Elon's Twitter, read A Christmas Wish. Please, please. <laughs> Our producer comes with a bowl of Christmas punning. That's Julian Burrell. Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Thank you to all the Max Fun members who make this show possible. We've got some exciting news on some new Tights and Fights merch coming really soon and just in time for the next major holiday, yes. Ice Cream Christmas. Yeah, Review us I'm wherever not, you go. Oh, uh -huh. If y'all are coming to Los Angeles for WrestleMania, I'm expecting you to get this merch and I, all I'll say. Julian, I've already spoken merch. to multiple Brit listeners who are coming to Los Angeles for WrestleMania. So mm. we are already set to have the greatest ice cream Christmas of all time. See, yeah. these Brits don't rhyme with shit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They rhymes don't. with shit. <laughs> rhymes with Brits. <laughs> Rhymes with. Why did I immediately want to say tits? Well, that's with the British in me. That's the Brit in me. That's Hell the yeah. Brit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Go with your first instincts. <laughs> I'm just the devil in green on her shoulder. <laughs> Look, just review us wherever you get your podcasts. Really. 
and have yourself a happy new year. That's an order. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.